Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here for another week of podcasts that are going to be brought to you by our friends at BuiltBar.com. Of course, you know by now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. Now, we have got to the 1st of June, the start of another month. Again, each day brings us closer to the return of basketball, which I'm going to get to in a bit. But like many, I've spent... The majority of the last week glued to the developments over in the U.S. after the horrific murder of George Floyd. And yes, this is a basketball podcast, and we're going to get to the Bucks in just a second. But two months ago, I spoke with Frank about how trivial it felt to be talking about basketball as a global pandemic brought life as we knew it to a halt. And I say life as we knew it, and I guess I really mean life as I know it. I'm a 29-year-old white male. I haven't had to deal with one second of racism, discrimination, or oppression. I cannot and I will not ever understand what normal feels like for the black community. I'm white and I am privileged. Kyle Corver wrote a story for the Players Tribune back in April of 2019. And I just wanted to read a passage from this piece. Kyle said, What I'm realizing is, no matter how passionately I commit to being an ally... And no matter how unwavering my support is for the NBA and WNBA players of color, I'm still in this conversation from the privileged perspective of opting into it. Which of course means that on the flip side, I could just as easily opt out of it. Every day I'm given that choice, I'm granted that privilege based on the color of my skin. Now, this of course was related to the racism that exists within the NBA circles of he was in particular talking to the incident with Tybo Cephalosha and the police a few years back, and then, of course, the incident with Russell Westbrook in Utah. But quite obviously, this applies to everyday life. Yesterday, Giannis Antetokounmpo tweeted, and the tweet said, I really don't know how to put into words exactly how I feel, but one thing I know for sure is that enough is enough. It's time for change. And I want to point out that it's okay not to know what to say. In fact, for me, as a white male, I think it's more important for me to listen, support, and show what should be the absolute easiest human trait to possess, and that's empathy. To our listeners who are part of the black community, I am listening and I am with you. Stay safe, stay strong, and as Giannis tweeted, it's time for change. From an NBA perspective, there has been a little bit of an update. It certainly looks like July 31st is firming as the date that the NBA eventually is going to tip off. So uh, again, as we really knew, we're going to still have quite a bit of time before basketball is back. If you consider that it is still only the 1st of June. So a significant period of time until basketball returns. I wanted to just bring up a couple of things. (laughs) For those that listened to the podcast last week, you definitely heard my thoughts on the group stage format. 
Uh, clearly not a big fan of that. I think out of all the the possibilities that could have screwed not only the Bucks but the but the other good teams in the league, the group stage format was by far going to completely wipe out any advantage that these teams had built through 65 games of the regular season. It made very little sense. Uh, I tweeted about this quite a bit last week, and one thing I, I just wanted to mention because certainly as Bucks fans, we've spoke about this before. There's this uh, anxiety. Or, or paranoia, I guess, that the league is always going to screw the small market. And there's reason to believe that. And there's reason to feel that way. There's no doubt about that. But the one thing I do want to point out with the group stage, this was more of a media thing that was put out there. Uh, we already spoke. I mean, obviously, Kevin O'Connor was the one who wrote the, the big article that, that got a lot of support, I guess, from people that, that wanted this. But it is important to note if a group stage format came in uh, and the league was actually pushing that, then this would also be screwing both LA teams, in particular the Los Angeles Lakers, which uh, we know uh, that's probably not what the league would be trying to do if that was the purpose of bringing in a group stage to screw the Bucks. I mean, they're going to be taking out one of the biggest markets as well in in the Lakers. So I I just thought that was worth mentioning that uh, this was not necessarily something that was going to be pushed in by the league. I think the chances of it happening were very little, but it was still worth talking about because obviously this season in particular, we had the discussions around a a mid-season tournament and this is still something that could be fun to watch. And if it's in a mid-season tournament and it's not taken away from the regular season and it's not making a regular season that everyone keeps asking, how do we make it more purposeful? Well, uh, a group stage tournament for the first round does the complete opposite. So that was obviously the interesting thing for me, why that was gaining so much support. But it uh, looks like that's out of the question. So we can we can breathe easy. We can breathe easy. The Bucks are still going to, despite the fact they've lost home court advantage, they're going to have some advantage as uh, the number one seed moving in. The thing that the Bucks would get screwed in is if it was a 1v16 tournament because that, uh, as it currently stands, would send the Clippers over to the Bucks side of the draw. And this is uh, this could be seen as the league saying, well, okay, we want the LA v. LA NBA Finals. Now, uh, of course, let's not forget, the Bucks 2-0 versus the Clippers this year. Uh, they split the series with the Lakers, but 3-1 overall against those LA teams. Best record in the NBA. So even if they did that, there's nothing to say the Bucks wouldn't make the NBA Finals anyway, but certainly it does make the path a little bit more difficult. So... What we're seeing, and this was the latest Woj report that came out over the weekend. As I said, July 31st looks like a date that we can start to eye off as far as the NBA returning. Now, it looks like they're going to want to bring 22 teams to Disney to get this thing going. And this would include a a regular season that would finish up. And then also, it would give teams on the brink of the playoffs, fighting for that eight seed, particularly in the West, it's fair to say, a, a chance to play in and a chance to play for that eighth seed. And there's certainly been a lot of talk about the fact that this has uh, really everything to do with Zion Williamson, and that's why uh, the league would be doing this. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's something to that. It's also worth noting that the Pelicans' schedule on the way home was actually quite easy. And the Memphis Grizzlies, who were in eighth, had a difficult uh, schedule. They had some games against each other still to come. So uh, it is worth noting that maybe if there was another 16, 17 games to finish off the season, the Pelicans could have actually chased the Grizzlies down. 
and moved into that eighth seed. So while certainly I'm sure the league would absolutely love to have this LeBron versus Zion first round playoff series, I think there's no doubt that they are still a chance and it makes some sense to give these teams on the outside looking in an opportunity to make the playoffs. Uh, The reason for the 22 teams coming to Orlando, as per the report, is the fact that uh, they're within six games of the eighth seed. So in the Eastern Conference, the only team that includes is the Washington Wizards, who are 24 and 40, (laughs) five and a half games behind uh, the Magic. So, you know, it's it's like, okay, well, there's probably no need for the Wizards to come here. They're terrible, but whatever. But that looks like that's going to be the case. While in the West, it's a little bit more interesting uh, with the Grizzlies 32 and 33 in the eighth seed, but you're going to have the Trailblazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and also uh, the Suns. So the only two teams that wouldn't be making the trip to Disney would be the Timberwolves and the Warriors. So uh, a few other interesting wrinkles there. The Spurs get a chance to keep their playoff streak going, so that will be something to watch uh, for sure. And uh, the other bonus of this, uh, we know that the teams are going to have to play some games. They were going to have to play some games before they come in, the Bucks included. They need to get the teams together. They need to be on the court. Uh, they need to play some five-on-five, some competitive basketball. And if you allowed the teams on the outside to just have this play-in tournament and no regular season, then it's kind of, again, a little bit of a disadvantage to the Bucks if they haven't had that opportunity to play. So there will be some regular season games, and then it's looking like it's going to be a bit of a play-in tournament. Uh, how many regular season games they play? I'm not sure. We know the Bucks 53 and 12, so they've played 65 games to this point. Uh, maybe if they want to get to the 70, they can give the Bucks five games. The number that's been thrown out there is 72, so that would be seven games. I mean, that's certainly longer than a, a usual preseason, anyway. So that could be something to get the Bucks into good shape. As Frank always points out, the Milwaukee Bucks typically have not been a team that you look at and you have any real concerns about. Uh, them coming into the season not playing well. They've started really well. Last year with Bud, 7-0. and Obviously, this year, 2-2, two and two, they were ironing some things out, but then uh, went on that uh, that huge winning streak. So Giannis, in particular, normally a fast starter. So I don't think there's anything to worry about there. The only other thing that's interesting to note when you look at this potential setup that the league is, is looking at is the standings in the East and how this could affect uh, the Bucks' potential opponents. Now, the eighth seed... As it currently stands, the Magic are only half a game back from the Brooklyn Nets. So, certainly a possibility that the Nets could slip into the 8th seed and the Bucks would then face a potential first-round series with the Brooklyn Nets rather than the Orlando Magic. So, uh, for the listeners out there, let me know. I mean, would that concern you more than a Magic? Are you not worried about the first round at all? Uh, no matter who they play, whether it's the Magic, whether it's the Nets... Is that something that is just not causing you to lose any sleep whatsoever? But the other interesting thing, beyond the first round, which, let's be honest, I mean, we expect the Bucks are going to get through the first round no matter who they play. But we spoke a lot about that Celtics 76ers series that is potentially lined up for the first round. Well, the Pacers and the Sixers, as it currently stands, both 39 and 26. So the only reason the Sixers were in that sixth seed right now is because of the tiebreak situation. So you give these teams seven or eight games to play, uh, whichever team gets off to the better start there, that could be the difference between that diabolical for the Sixers and and Celtics fans first round series, one of those teams getting knocked out that had championship aspirations, and maybe a Celtics Pacers series, and maybe the 76ers swinging in to the Bucks side of the draw 
and playing them in the second round. So uh, there's lots of things that could potentially change. That could turn into a Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76ers first round series. Uh, as far as the Bucks stand, six and a half games clear in the first. They're not dropping there. And the and then the Raptors and the Celtics have a three-game gap. So those are the, just some of the things to watch. And as I said, uh, for the listeners, hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks. Are you happy with the fact that it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a conclusion to the regular season and then a play-in tournament for the A seed? And then what are you thinking about this could possibly mean? Of course, at this stage... It looks like they are going to stick with the East and Western conferences, which I think certainly is great news for the Bucks either way. All right, so I want to finish this podcast off on a little bit of a fun note. It is going to be a little bit shorter today to get the week going. Uh, we'll ramp things up as the week goes on. Obviously, Frank's going to be back. Uh, trying to line up some guests as well to have some fun during the week. But I'm very excited to announce we have picked up another local sponsor for the podcast and uh shout out to bobbles galore of course you guys know by the way uh, if you're interested in joining the podcast as a local sponsor you can hit me up uh we can get you in touch with the people you need to it's certainly a very tough time to be doing so so we appreciate the people over at bobbles galore if you, you'll hear more about this deal as we move forward but if, but if you go to bobblesgalore.com and use the promo code locked on you'll get free shipping again you'll hear more about this from me as the week goes on but I thought it was interesting because I know there's a lot of bobblehead lovers out there. And as a fan, going to games over the years, the bobblehead nights were always the ones that I tried to tee up. I remember one time I was out in California uh, and it was Giannis bobblehead night. And I believe this was a game against Miami at the Bradley Center. And <laughs> I remember booking our flight specifically to get back to the Bradley Center and line up to pick up this bobblehead. Uh, I've got a couple of Giannis bobbleheads. I've got a pretty good collection, actually. And another funny story that I remember, and some of you people might have been at this game as well. It was a few years back when Dully was here. There was an Australia Day celebration at the Bradley Center. I, I think the Bucks are playing Philadelphia 76ers. Ersan uh, Uysova was on the Sixers at the time, which is always funny to see him playing against the Bucks. But it was Australia Day celebration, so there was Matthew Delvadova bobbleheads, uh, which was very cool. It was cool to be an Aussie in the US on that day, and they had a, a bunch of Australian-themed entertainment. But anyway, I get to my seats, and this guy next to me is practicing this Australian accent that's just awful. I mean, it's awful. It was worse than Katie George's, who, if you know, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know what I think about Katie George's Australian accent. But it was terrible. And he started talking to me and I was talking back to him. And every time I would say something, he would just like start cracking up laughing. And I'm like, all right, man, like, I, I don't know what you're laughing at, but it's, it's fine. I didn't think anything of it. And then after about 25 minutes, he was like, man, he's like, I've been practicing my Australian accent all day and I'm embarrassed that mine is so bad and, and yours is so good. And I was like, well, I'm Australian. And he's like, and he wouldn't believe me. He wouldn't believe me. This went on for multiple minutes. He did not believe I was Australian. In the end, I just showed him my license and then he lost it. He was like, this is the best day of my life. I can't believe we're here on Australia Day. I'm sitting next to a real Australian. I've never met a real Australian before. And uh, I, I guess that was the point when I realized that I could probably fake. I could probably fake to people that I'm, I'm from the US and I've just got a really good Australian accent. But that was always a fun memory I had. In recent times, I've actually 
enjoyed going to the Brewers games on bobblehead days, which, by the way, shout out to the Brewers. You know you go to the Bucks games and they might have 10,000 bobbleheads, or, you know, bobbleheads for the first 10,000 fans that come in the door. I can, I, I'm always amazed that these games at Miller Park, they get 50,000 people there and every single person that walks in the door gets a bobblehead. It's incredible. It's just an unbelievable amount of bobbleheads. But I got the Yalich MVP one. I think that's still back in Milwaukee. Uh, I got Jesus Aguilar. I got some fun ones. I enjoy collecting bobbleheads. Actually, for those that were at the Locked On Bucks live podcast at Broken Bat Brewing back in the 2018-19 season, if those remember, I answered a Stephen Adams question. I used my Australian New Zealand knowledge to pick myself up a Coron Butler bobblehead, which, again, I think is still in Milwaukee. But that's just a few in my collection. We've got a Brandon Jennings in there, Larry Sanders. i got some good ones. Let me know what you got. Do you guys enjoy collecting bobbles? Which one's your favorite bobbles? Maybe send through some photos on the Twitter page at Lockdown Bucks, and uh, we can have some fun with that. But, uh, like I said, basketball just beginning to really really sound like it's going to happen july 31st is the date for everyone to take note of and and that's going to be a lot of fun and the important thing is it looks like the bucks are going to be put in a position that despite the fact they've lost home court they're going to be in a good spot to to hopefully take advantage of what was really a remarkable regular season to this point as i said 53 and 12 so uh, stick with us through the week like i said we've got lots of fun stuff happening on the podcast frank's hopefully going to be back tomorrow and we'll find some more stuff to talk about of course as i've said the whole time if there's anything you want to hear us talk about if you have any ideas for the show anything you always wanted to discuss and you want to hear me and frank ramble on about it for half an hour hit us up uh we've got another two months here before basketball's back but for everyone out there as i said from the start stay safe stay strong look after each other and i'll speak to you guys tomorrow